the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I've got a question for you. It's one of those hands-up ones, okay? Got nothing to do with the Bears game today. But how many of you either have a cell phone that you carry around with you, or you know of someone who can't go anywhere without a cell phone? Yeah, I thought so. I couldn't ask this question 30 years ago because cell phones weren't around at that time. But we know that they've become smaller, cheaper, and even more powerful than ever before. And uh, many people carry a cell phone, whether it's for convenience or security. You might be out on the highway and you can have an emergency out there. There's no telephones at every milepost, right? And so you've got a phone close at hand, maybe a car breakdown. And so help is only a phone call away. Or you might know someone who's out on their fishing boat and there's a phone there. And you can contact them and say, hey, how many fish did you catch today for supper? Or are we going out for fast food instead? Well, we know that for many people, these little boxes are filled with microchips and electronic circuitry, and it's something that we always want to keep close at hand. And while a cell phone is a convenient tool for keeping in communication with others, you and I as God's children, we have something that is much more powerful. It's more necessary and it's more convenient. And so today on the basis of the words, especially from the book of Deuteronomy that Moses shares with us, we want to see how he encourages us to make sure that we keep God's word close at hand. He says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. And write them on the door frames of your houses and on the gates so that the days that you have and the days of your children may be many in the land that the Lord swore to your forefathers that he gave to them. And as many days as the heavens are above the earth. Today we look at the gift of God's word more closely. And in that book of Deuteronomy, Moses reminds us to enjoy God's blessings in his word. And in order to do that, the Lord tells us to hear and to read God's word, to study it and to live it too. In the book of Deuteronomy, the setting is important for us to always remember when Moses is talking here. The children of Israel, they had been wandering for almost 40 years in the wilderness. They're leaving that behind. They're getting excited because they're going to get to the promised land now. And Moses wants them to always remember and never forget the blessings that God had shown to them through and by his word. Moses reminds people about the word. The Israelites had to listen to God's word. Perhaps about the only things they had in writing were uh, some stone tablets of the Ten Commandments. And as God's word was planted in their hearts, it's going to grow and it's going to help them. Moses tells them, teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, 
when you lie down and when you get up. They were to do this whenever they had the opportunity. They had opportunities to hear God's word and read it often. It would be a testimony not only for themselves, but also for others. Moses wants them to hear it, to read it, to write it, to plant it as a seed in their hearts so that it may grow. And that sounds like it was an easy thing to do. But when we look at the children of Israel, we find Moses warning them time after time never to forget the Lord. And when we look in the scriptures, we find out that they did forget the Lord at times, even in the promised land. We, like the children of Israel, we live in a promised land too, from time to time. And there are the times when we maybe not be close to God. We may not be enjoying life because we're not reading and studying God's word as we should. It sounds easy, but it's difficult because we have a sinful nature that stands opposed to what God wants for our lives. And of course, Satan and the world, they continually tempt us. And our own self is the greatest enemy because we're born that way. You know, we, we don't want to do what God wants us to do. Instead, we do what we want to do. To hear and read God's word should be easy for us because we have easy access to Bibles and you know, most of them are very inexpensive. The important thing that Moses stressed to the children of Israel and to us is that by hearing God's word and reading it, the power of God's word is planted in our hearts and lives. And by hearing that word planted in our lives, it springs up. It does do something. It helps us to grow and to bear fruit. And Paul writes in Romans, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. You and I grow when we're able to understand God's word. Simply put, God's word alone is what shows us where our salvation is. Because it points us to Jesus Christ, who died for all people. There are times when hearing and reading may seem difficult. And it may seem that we're too busy to get into God's word or to read it. And we discover when we do get into that word, we have great comfort and joy. There's always something that God speaks to us that's going to be for us. And we know that when we do those things, we're strengthened in our faith. God's promised us many blessings from his word. And we can look at that individually. But he also encourages us to get together with one another, to hear and read it in that way. And in Colossians, we hear that encouragement of Paul. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. No matter what we face in this life, we can always have gratitude in our hearts. What the Lord has revealed to us in his word, it belongs to us and to our children. And so it's an essential part of our inner being. And that's why we are so motivated to have and continue to have a Christian day school and our Sunday school, our small group studies, 
And as we spend the time in the last part of June each week of teaching hundreds of children in a vacation Bible school, in that way we teach everyone to keep God's word close at hand. And there are some good reasons why we should do that, why we need that quiet time with God. I want to give you three things. First of all, God created you to know him and to have fellowship with him. In the Old Testament, people approached God basically one time a year at the Day of Atonement. And it was on that day in that Holy of Holies, which it could be a fearful time because of that glory of God being there. God was full of mystery for his people, and he was hard to know. But God's not like that for you and me today. He wants us to know him. I saw a prayer from a man named Ken Geyer that I want you to think about here. He prays, Dear God, help me to realize that it was not the healthy who reached out to you. They bunched up in crowds, and it was those who suffered greatly who reached out to grasp you. It was the people in the streets, not the sitting rooms of society that reached for your garment. It was the needy people, people with outstretched arms, people with empty hands, people who had nothing to offer but the faith that you could make them whole. I confess, Lord, how often I followed in the crowds pressed around you. And yet how few times have those who have brushed with you changed my life. I've touched you, but only in the rush hour of religious activity. Sunday after Sunday, I I take my part in the crowd as I sit through the service. I sing the hymns, hear the sermon, I read my Bible, say my prayers, give my money, I attend the right seminars, I tune into the right programs, and I read the right books. How could I be so close to your presence and yet so far from your power? Could it be that my arms are folded? Could it be that my hands are full? I pray that if my arms are complacent, that you would unfold them in an outstretched longing for you. And if my hands are full, I pray that you would empty them so that I may cling to you. Secondly, God desires to transform you and to give you victories in your life. We know that we're in a real struggle with our own flesh and with the world, and there's many influences that want our attention. And we know that Paul describes that struggle himself. As he says, I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good that I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do This I keep on doing. Scripture indicates that the only way that we can have the victory is by abiding in Christ. It's only then that we're fruitful. It's only then that we are experiencing victory. Our goal is to walk in close communion with the Lord. We know that we need to spend time with him. And he also wants us to reflect him in the world around us. It's a lost and a dying world. When Peter and John were before the Sanhedrin and they were defending the gospel, it says something very interesting of the Pharisees there. It says when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Thirdly, 
God wants you to know his ways, his purposes, and his plan for your life. Jesus compares himself to a shepherd. He says, I am the gate, and whoever enters through me will be saved, and he will come in and go out and find pasture. And I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Having life to the full means to quietly hear from and to speak to God. But you may ask, well, how do I start having a quiet time? As we close, let me give you four quick items regarding that, four suggestions. First of all, make the commitment. Understand that this is something that God desires of you and commit to making that sacrifice. There's a million things that can creep in that will try to steal our time away from God. But make the choice to make this a time of priority or you're going to lose it next week. Secondly, set aside a time and a place. Many people think that mornings are are good times for that. Jesus seemed to do that regularly as he would pray in the mornings, but we also know that you can't limit yourself if your schedule has a better time. Jesus also prayed at night too, right? It doesn't matter when. Just do it. Third, pray with expectations. Read with anticipation. The worst thing about just praying and reading is that it can become routine and expected. Pray before you read that God's going to reveal something to you. Think about how you're going to apply what you read in your life. You know, perhaps read it with a pen and paper alongside so that you can jot notes down. Meditate on what you read. Meditating is not just something that monks do in a monastery. Meditating means to dwell on. Dwell on what you read and think about what it means for you. And finally, share yourself completely. You're coming before the one who knows you better than you know yourself. There's no point in trying to be fake. If you're hurting, tell that to God. If you're experiencing joy or fear or doubt or worry, share that with God. Along with being your Savior, he always wants to be your best friend. What all boils down to is regular personal use of God's Word. And God's Word is as close as that Bible that is on your table, perhaps, or on a bookshelf in your home. It's as close as that pastor's voice that is in your ear as you listen to that word being proclaimed. It's as close as when you recall to mind by memory those verses in the Bible. It's amazing how many times we can go and visit a person who has dementia, Alzheimer's. They can't remember family and friends' names, but things like the 23rd Psalm or some other passages, they're ingrained in their mind because that's where God places, not just in our mind, but in our hearts. And it gets through because God is good and we know that he's more powerful than what Satan can do with our minds or our bodies and attacking them. It's as close as perhaps popping that CD into your car stereo as you go to and from work and you listen to the word being read to you. God's word is powerful, but it can only be in so much as in the way that we keep it close to us. That's what brought us to faith. 
as that word was shared with us. And that is the word that continues to help support us as we go through this new year and every year and day in our lives. Stay connected with God's word. If there's one thing that you want to make a a priority for yourself this year, make it that. And you won't be sorry that you did. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who is your Lord and Savior. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.